It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins opened up a four-game, three-day set against the visiting Atlanta Braves. Pablo Lopez went opposite of the veteran right-hander, Jake Odorizzi. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, it started well for the Marlins tonight. A couple of early runs, but the Braves get it done in the end. They hold the Marlins off in the ninth inning. Atlanta, a 4-3 victory in game one of this four-game series. The Braves, baseball's second-best team since the beginning of June, roll on. They are now 44-19 and since the calendar flipped from May to June. Only the Dodgers at 44-17 and have been better across the majors. Atlanta playing the Marlins for the first time in that stretch after going 5-4 and against Miami in April and May. Gets the victory here at Lone Depot Park tonight. Jake Odorizzi made his second brave start since being acquired in a deadline deal with the Astros. Pablo Lopez made his 23rd start of the year for Miami. And this game was scoreless into the bottom half of inning number two. But that didn't last long. Leading off the home half of the second in his first game, coming off the injured list here tonight, Brian Anderson. On 2-2, there's a ball hammered to left. Rosario in pursuit, turns, watches. Goodbye, home run, Brian Anderson. And his first and bat off the injured list, Andy makes it 1-0 Marlins. Anderson would go two for four in this game, adding a single and a walk. A nice job for him. He'd missed the last 16 games, beginning July 23rd on the injured list with a sprained left shoulder. After the Anderson walk, Miguel or Anderson, Anderson Homer rather, Miguel Rojas walked. Lewin Diaz singled. Marlins had men at the corners, nobody out for Jacob Stallings. 1-0 pitch to Stallings. This is a ground ball to third base. Riley has it. Goes down to second. They get one. Back to first. They get two. But Rojas scores to make it 2-0. That would be the only out that Stallings made in the game. It produced a run. He would go three for three tonight. His first three-hit game as a Marlin. And Miami had that 2-0 lead after two. But they couldn't add on despite a couple of two-out hits by Peyton Burdick. Then Joey Wendell. John Birdie struck out. And the Marlins had left three on base in the first couple of innings. They had a chance again in the third, consecutive two-out hits by Anderson and Rojas. But Lewin Diaz, a fly ball to center, and it stayed 2-0 into the fourth. Miami had stranded five in the first three innings of this game. And in the top of the fourth inning, the Braves began to mount their comeback. Two outs, nobody on. Their new first baseman here in 2022, Matt Olson, got Atlanta started. Until September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in Atlanta. Then we end the season against Atlanta. Three games here, October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. There's one crushed out to right center. Blade going back, and that ball's going to get out of here. Matt Olson, a home run to make it 2-1. It's his 22nd of the season. RBI number 71 for Matt Olson, who has started every single game, 113 for 113 with the Braves this season. It would stay 2-1 into the sixth inning. Jake Odorizzi was done after four tonight. Gave up eight hits and two runs. Walked two, or walked one rather, struck out two. Gave the long ball to Anderson through 87 pitches, 57 strikes. Bulbin did a nice job for the Braves in this one. Colin McHugh hung zeros in the fifth and sixth inning. Tyler Matzik in the seventh. 
And meanwhile, in the sixth, Atlanta would chase Pablo Lopez, a leadoff double by Michael Harris II, the 21-year-old center fielder who, when he was brought up on May 28th, never played a game above double A and only played a handful even at that level. But he doubled to begin the sixth inning. Batting against the shift, Ronald Acuna Jr. grounded out to the second baseman, John Birdie, out in right field. That got Harris to third with one out and brought Dansby Swanson up. 2-2, Lopez to Swanson. And it's nubbed into center field. Blade comes on, makes the catch. Harris tags, coming home. Blade fires to the plate on a bounce, and Harris is in there safely with the head first dive. We're tied at two. Blade did all he could, but Harris with great speed, able to score on the fly ball to center off the bat of Swanson. Austin Riley followed with a double. That would be it for Pablo Lopez tonight. Done after 93 pitches, 64 strikes. Steven Ogre came on to face the left-handed bat of Matt Olson, and he got him to ground out first baseman to the pitcher covering. And we went to the bottom of the sixth. It was the Marlins two and the Braves two. For Pablo, five and two-thirds innings, two runs allowed on four hits, didn't walk anybody, struck out four, allowed the home run to Olson. mentioned 93 pitches, 64 strikes. So it was 2-2 into the seventh. Waskar Brazabon on to pitch for the Marlins after William Contreras bounced to third. Eddie Rosario singled, so the Braves had the go-ahead man on at first with one out for Marcelo Zuna. 2-2 to Ozuna is a ground ball to third base. In between hop to Anita Fielder Wendell, the second one back to first. Dug out by Lewin, a double play. Magically turned, 5-4 to four to three. Great play by Wendell to start it, and a terrific dig at first base by Lewin to finish it. Wow. What a terrific defensive effort there to keep this game 2-2. And that was our score into the eighth. Eliezer Hernandez pitched the eighth inning here tonight. And after allowing a leadoff double to Von Grissom playing in his second big league game at age 21, I was just talking about the fact that Eliezer has been plagued by the long ball here in 2022. When he went after Michael Harris the second. One two to Harris is shot deep to right down the line and out of here off the facade of the home run porch. A two run homer for the 21 year old Harris and the Braves go up 4 2 in the eighth. Well, they handed that 4 2 lead to Kirby Yates, making his second appearance of the season. Hadn't pitched since early 2020 following Tommy John surgery. And Yates in a big spot got the first out. Lewin Diaz and a ground ball to first base. But then Jacob Stallings doubled for his third hit in the game. He was wild pitched to third. Down by two. My made a man at third. One out for Peyton Burdick. Guarding the line and deep. Burdick tags one toward the gap. Left field. And that one is off the wall. Extra bases for Burdick. In to score Stallings. And it's a 4-3 game. Burdick in its second with a head first dive. So the Marlins had the tying man at second with one out in the eighth inning. At that point, Bryant Snitker brought the lefty A.J. Minter on to face Joey Wendell. Donnie countered with a pinch hitter, Garrett Cooper. Cooper, who didn't start today, left yesterday's game with some calf cramping. Then they talked about tightness in that calf pregame today. Cooper struck out against the lefty Minter for the second out. And when John Birdie popped a second, the Braves would carry their 4-3 lead into the ninth. Richard Blyer, a scoreless top of the ninth, keep the game right where it was. And in the bottom of the ninth, the Marlins had the unenviable task of trying to tie this game up against one of the best closers in baseball over the last decade or so, Kenley Jansen. 
Jansen in his first year as a Brave after a long, successful run with the Dodgers. He struck out Luke Williams leading off the ninth inning, but then he walked J.J. Blade. Brian Anderson struck out for the second out with Miguel Rojas at the plate. Blade stole second, so now the Marlins had the tying man in scoring position with two outs in the ninth. Miggy worked a walk, putting the winning man on at first base. And with two aboard and two outs, it came down to Kenley Jansen and the first baseman, Lewin Diaz. Two on, two outs. There go the runners. The 1-1 is a fly ball into right field. Coming on Acuna, out goes Grissom, and Acuna makes the catch to end the ball game. So a couple of walks gave the Marlins hope in the ninth inning, but ultimately Jansen slams the door, and the Braves take the series opener tonight by the final score of 4-3. to three. A one-run win for the Braves, another one-run loss for the Marlins. Now 19-25 and 25 in games decided by a single run. They've played more one-run games. They have lost more one-run games than anybody in all of baseball. The home run by Michael Harris II gave the Braves the lead in the eighth inning. That's our big play of the game tonight, brought to you by Palm Beach Harley-Davidson and Alligator Alley Harley-Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer group in South Florida. For the Braves, four runs, eight hits, no errors, three left. For the Marlins, three runs on a dozen hits, no errors, 13 left. Miami won for 14 with men in scoring position tonight. Marlins had a lot of chances right down to the final pitch of the game. Tyler Matzik, the winner in relief, 2-2. Two and two. Eliezer Hernandez, the loser in relief, 2-6. and six. Kenley Jansen, his 25th save and 29 opportunities. Time of the ball game, 3 hours, 37 minutes. Braves now 4-4 four and four on their road trip. They're 44-19 beginning June 1st. Atlanta now 67-46 overall on the year, 30-24 on the road. As for the Marlins, well, they are losers now in 10 of the last 13. They're 11 and 22 over the last 33 games beginning July 6th and 50 and 62 overall. Marlins 23 and 29 here at Lone Depot Park. As they come up short tonight, 4-3, the Braves win it. The Marlins and Auto Nation are working together again this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitch records a strikeout in 2022, $25 will be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, six strikeouts, $150 for this season, 973 Ks, $24,325 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. 4-3 Atlanta, the final for the Marlins. Lost number 2,500 in franchise history against 2,138 wins all time. And we'll say it again, three runs or fewer now in 12 straight games. Not only the longest single season or multi-season streak in Marlins history, but now the longest streak by any major league team since the Mariners went 13 straight games, three runs or fewer back in 2015. And the Marlins' offensive woes continue. They had chances tonight, 12 hits in the ball game, nine or eight singles, four double or three doubles and a homer, eight singles, three doubles and a homer for the Marlins. Braves, meanwhile, had eight, eight hits in this game, but nearly all of them, six of the eight, went for extra bases, and that's par for the course for them against the Marlins this season. They now have 76 hits against Marlins pitching this year, and 47 of them have gone for extra bases. 62% of the Braves' hits against the Marlins this year have been doubles, triples, or home runs. And tonight, they rode a bunch of doubles and home runs by Matt Olson and Michael Harris the second to a 4-3 victory in game one 
of this four-game series. Doubleheader tomorrow, a day-nighter here at Lone Depot Park. 110 for game one, 710 for the nightcap. Jesus Luzardo is going to pitch one of the games. Marlins are TBA for the other. Could be an opener. Mentioned earlier, we saw Tommy Nance downstairs. We know he's here today. It's a possibility he could be added as the 27th man. We'll see. Ian Anderson and Spencer Strider are listed as the starters for the twin bill for the Braves coming up here tomorrow. All right, tough loss for the Marlins. And for the 15th consecutive games, the Marlins score three runs or less. Let's hear what Don Mattingly had to say afterwards. Uh, Donnie, just uh, starting with Pablo, you know, his first time that he'd seen the Braves this season. Uh, just what stood out to you about what he was able to do tonight? But it was good. Um, you know, it's a it's a tough lineup, but basically holds those guys to keep us in the game. Um, you know, deep into the you know deeper into the game. Uh, I thought he was good tonight. Thought Cutter was good. His changeup, you know, used a variety of pitches. Um, they hit a couple balls hard uh, at people, but I thought he was pretty good. Knowing that he's getting into that territory now, pitching this deep into the season where he's hitting new career highs with innings and things like that, how closely do you monitor him at, you know, from this point forward? Um, I mean, we always kind of watch, right? We're always going to watch our guys. Um, but Pablo's shown no signs like you know Mel's going to stay on top of him. Uh, nobody's talked about trying to limit his innings or anything. I think it's probably more important that he finishes a season than it is like necessarily the number of innings. Um, you know, every year he's kind of gotten to the break a little bit after it and, and had trouble. Uh, but now you know he's continually like they've worked on his routines. Uh, making sure he's not doing too much in between, trying to get it right. And it seems like that's working. So it's probably as, as important to have him finish the season as anything else. You guys had traffic on the base paths basically every inning, only get three runs, just disappointment there? Well, not disappointed in the traffic for sure. No, it didn't, did right? not have that result in, in runs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – it has to start there, right? We give ourselves a lot of chances today. Uh, it's probably the best offensively. We've we swung the bats in a little bit. Uh, it was nice to get Burt back. He gets a couple. Andy gets a couple. Um, so it's it's nice to kind of get those guys in the lineup. And uh, you know, Peyton's kind of looked like he's getting going. Jacob swung the bat good tonight. So a lot of good things happened. We just obviously didn't get the runs we needed. Yeah. Did it feel a bit different with the two of them back in there that? It- we talked pre-game about it, lengthening the lineup. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, two experienced guys. You know, Burt was kind of a spark plug for us before he, he gets hurt. He's stealing bases all over the place, um, you know, getting on, you know, causing havoc. And, and Andy has had different little stretches. He's obviously been hurt a little bit. But, um, you know, getting him back, he's been, he was swinging the bat good in AAA on his rehab. So, you know, it's good to have those guys back. That sequence, do you want maybe Birdie to wait a bit before trying to steal third? Maybe get a chance or find I want him to be safe. That's the main thing. We'll always talk about that with, you know, because he's in scoring position at that point. So you want him to be safe. You want him to be sure. Uh, You know, we trust him. Um, But it is one of those situations. If it's one out or no outs, you want him to be safe. Because again, you're in scoring position. Getting the third obviously makes it easier, but you know, any hit he's going to score. 
Johnny, with uh, with Burdick, uh, you know that double looks like it was close to being gone. Uh, this is his first game, I think, here at Lone Depot Park. Is there a process sometimes with these young players, maybe learning the way the ball carries, or or, or just especially with how big this ballpark can play sometimes? Uh, where where you? I don't understand what you're referring to. Burdick had the double in uh, the bottom of the eighth and, and maybe didn't quite hustle out of the box because oh, he thought oh, it was gone. I mean, oh, is that kind of a process of just... Well, this ballpark, for sure, you got you to gotta hit it good. If you, if you hit it with any top spin, it's not going. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that ball had a little bit of top spin on it. But definitely a situation that you don't want to get caught not getting a second uh, on, on that and thinking it's going to go out. So, uh, yeah, I think kind of any ballpark right but this is a ballpark that you got to hit it you know you hit one here you earn it the decision to go with Eliezer in the eighth and what you saw the first two at bats the double and then the home run yeah just felt like that was the best guy you know for that spot that we had available today and um yeah it looked like the the first the double looked like a slider that didn't slide and the, and the homer was kind of I think middle middle so didn't get it where he wanted to get it. It might have been maybe the first look at those two young guys you guys might have had. Just your thoughts on Harris and then Grissom. We've seen Harris in, in Atlanta. Uh, Grissom was the first, so it's the first day. Thoughts on that? Any decision for tomorrow? Like, Not yet. Sorry. Two games tomorrow. Um, any decision for who is going to be um, the pitcher for the first game? Yeah, Lozardo's going the first game, and then we'll be a bullpen game the second. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 4-3 set back to the Atlanta Braves last night. Doubleheader today, 1-10 and 7-10. In the 1-10 game, Ian Anderson will take the ball for Atlanta. Jesus Lazardo will get the ball for the Marlins in game two. Don Mattingly, as you heard, he announced a bullpen game for Miami. Spencer Strider, the young, impressive Hard-throwing rookie right-hander for the Atlanta Braves will go in Game 2. 1-10 first pitch in Game 1 will hit the air at 12:40. 7-10 first pitch Game 2 will hit the air at 6:40. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us for both games, a doubleheader at Lone Depot Park tomorrow on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.